It's time for JT the Brick. I am JT the Brick, focused black hole, getting in there, ready to rock. I got my A game. I've been there with the Raider Nation in the black hole. I've been in this rivalry. I've seen it in my 24 years here. It's a do or die game. Can't let them win in Vegas. Protect the house. Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a PhD. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show, Thank buddy. you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis, the history of the Raiders. They were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 Angry Men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are, Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now. That's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Welcome back everybody jt in vegas as we continue on our coverage all week long on the flagship of the silver and black the nfl combine in indianapolis raiders with the seventh pick in the first round free agency a bigger topic after that the franchise tag this is what we do here in the offseason we'll sprinkle in other sports along with the nba uh, xfl vegas is 0-2 and the big trade for the golden knights as they get another forward a russian forward comes in with a chip and a stanley cup who played with Petrangelo, something I'll get to later on this hour. Q Myers, kind enough to join us. He comes on after me, does an amazing job, and found himself at the Combine with the flagship radio station. Q, thanks for doing this. Reporting from Indy. How was the roadie? Well, it was, uh, it was a roadie, all right. Got in around <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, but you know that's how we do it. So uh, excited to be here, have the opportunity. It's kind of the calm before the storm today. Very excited about everything getting ramped up uh, starting tomorrow. And, of course, Josh McDaniels is going to talk to the media very early, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern, where I'm at right now. And it's, it's going to be on and popping, man. I mean, this is a very important offseason for the Silver and Black, and it all really gets started here at the Combine. Yeah, Q, that's great. And I think that's an important press conference. You know, the big ones, we were just at Radio Row in the Super Bowl and the commissioner gives his State of the Union. I think it's the biggest press conference he gives because the media shows up in full force. And for the Raiders, this is a big one for Josh McDaniels because he's got to answer all the offseason questions that has to do with quarterback, the draft, the record from last year and all of that. And that's media availability. And that's the big one. You'll be there for that. What are you expecting to hear from the head coach? That's a great question, you know, and, and there's so many different directions you can go with. Obviously, the big question that everyone wants to know is, where are the Raiders leaning? Where are the Raiders going with the quarterback position? Is it going to be a guy who's currently, you know, with the, the team as far as uh, Jarrett Stidham, who actually is a free agent, he has to sign a deal. But, I mean, guys like that, is it going to be a rookie quarterback? Are they going to bring in a veteran? That's going to be one of the biggest topics. But other topics that you've talked about plenty of times, you know, how do you shore up the defense? How do you stop the middle of the field from being wide open? How do you get past? Patrick Graham, some talent, right? It all, again, it all starts here at the Combine. And on, on top of that, JT, this is where a lot of business starts to go down as well. So uh, this week should be very interesting. You think we've moved on, or the organization has, I know, but from the Derek Carr conversation, because that's going to be a big topic at the Combine. I'm sure that the head coach and the GM are going to be asked about Derek Carr and the way that relationship ended and where Carr could end up going. But I'm sensing the Raiders have, Look past Carr now. That's part of the past, and they're clearly focused on a young quarterback. Either way, they've got to sit down and talk with them. Most of them are going to throw. Bryce Young is not, but they got to conduct some big-time interviews under the spotlight of the combine. These are 
big moments for the Raiders in learning the character of these players. It really is, and I, I always like to think that a lot of the interviews are even more important than some of the drills, right? I mean, because you can see these football players on film. You know what they've done in games, in game situations. When you sit down and talk to them and get inside the mind of these players and see where they come from, what makes them tick, that's what's really important as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I do believe that the Raiders have moved on from the Derek Carr conversation. Of course, they'll be asked about him, but I think it'll be really brief. I think there'll be more conversation of what's next for him when we're here at Indian. Again, that won't be something that we're heavily involved in because as far as I'm concerned, it's full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the next guy for the silver and black? Q joins us live from the Combine where most of the coverage kicks off tomorrow. So we've all done our homework. I'm doing more on Anthony Richardson, uh, the sophomore quarterback out of Florida. And then as everybody talks about Will Levis and his opportunity, so does it feel to you like if Stroud isn't available or Young isn't available other than moving up, it's going to be a choice between those two quarterbacks who should be available at seven? I don't know, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of different draft guys like Daniel Jeremiah, who I really respect from the NFL Network. He has Will Levis mocked at seven, and I just don't think that the Raiders have time to develop one of those two guys in Levis and Richardson. I know that they have high ceilings. They could end up being phenomenal quarterbacks. I just believe, and you could tell me if you think differently, I believe the Raiders need to find ways to win immediately. They need to get a guy in there who doesn't need two or three years to develop. So if that's go veteran direction and let a guy sit, I'm really intrigued by Hendon Hooker. You know, he tore his ACL at Tennessee. But uh, if you're going to let a guy sit for a minute, and I know he's a little older, I really like him as well. So there's so many questions that have to be answered. But I think this Raiders team needs to find ways to win immediately. Q Myers joins us. So Q, this is important because the developing aspect is really what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler like to do. Mm -hmm. That's everything that it shows for me knowing them in their DNA. They want to get the best player for the cheapest price who's smart, athletic, has a high ceiling, and develop them. But I agree with you. A developing quarterback is not what this franchise needs. It would be a luxury. So if you had Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo and then you got the quarterback and you're able to develop them underneath a really good player that's won a lot – That, to me, is the perfect scenario. Get the quarterback in free agency if they want to do that and still take one of these high quarterbacks and let them develop under a future Hall of Famer in Rodgers or a really good player in a Garoppolo type. That's exactly what I'm looking at. That's how I think it's got to be. And you know, you've been in Las Vegas a lot longer than I have. Las Vegas is a different animal, right? I mean, you've got to have guys that people want to go see, and, and you want to be able to fill up Allegiant Stadium with, with stars. And the Raiders have stars on offense, but they need a trigger man. So I think that uh, a veteran would be the way to go. And like you said, let a rookie sit behind him for a year, maybe two years, and learn and develop the game, because that is what Dave Ziegler and company want to do. I just don't know if they have enough time to be able to do that. They've got to find ways to win games. Q, the defensive side is really unique to me because you could stay there with all the picks that they have, and they have a lot going up to the seventh round. Every pick they have and get a good defensive player in each round or the philosophy that I know you're going to be mining for and digging for is why have a sixth or seventh round pick when you can trade that and go into the fourth round and try to hit a home run like a Max Crosby. I think that's going to be very important here because they need to add several defensive players but the question is do you want volume a lot of guys competing or to go get those better players and trade up and go find them yeah I think it's a mix of of both right I think that you do want to have 
as many cracks at it as possible, but you also at the same time want to be able to go and get a guy that you target. You see a corner that might start to drop or you see a defensive tackle that might start to drop. That's when you just pounce on him and say, okay, you don't need 11 picks, right? 11 guys aren't going to make the roster from your draft class. Most likely that doesn't happen. So maybe you can package a couple and move up. The good thing about this draft is it's very deep on the defensive line and it's very deep on the in the cornerback room. And that's two areas that the Raiders definitely need to address. So I'm really looking forward to, to them building this team throughout the draft. Q Myers kind enough to join us as he's all set up for a week of coverage there at the Combine as we continue on. You know, the Josh Jacobs story, I, I would assume that's going to be one of the first questions that are asked about exactly what's going to happen here with the franchise tag or trying to work a deal in. If you could work a deal with Josh Jacobs, it opens up the door, opens up the door to be flexible on the contract, the guaranteed money. And you know what the number is to franchise tag him top five at the position. And he's going to feel like he's top two at the position coming off the season. He just had. Absolutely. You know, and I think that it's so important to have Josh Jacobs back. And I know that he's looking at a lot of different scenarios as well. You know, he mentioned it to us at the pro bowl that he he's interested in knowing who the quarterback is going to be. He wants to see the team built up on the defensive side of things as well. So he wants to see this team build. He wants to be a Raider, but he also wants to win with the Raiders. So, yeah, he's very interested in the offseason. Uh, I think bringing him back would be very smart just because of what he means to the team and just, uh, you know, a pat on the back for what he was able to do and really be the engine for this Raiders team and their offense in 2022. And really, I don't think anyone had an idea what the identity was for quite a while. Q Myers, our guest. Q, I did some events over the weekend, and a lot of fans just come up to me and they ask about the quarterback, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that. I like to do that. You're out and about town as much as anybody. What are fans telling you when they come up to you and talk about the offseason? It's mostly questions. You know, I'm just like you. Everywhere I go, it's, it's who's the quarterback going to be? Who's the quarterback going to be, Q? And a lot of folks say Aaron Rodgers. Some people don't want Aaron Rodgers. They don't like the song and dance he goes through every year about is he going to play, is he not going to play. I look at it like this, JT. He's a great player. He immediately gives your team credibility if they decide that they want to go in that direction. Will it cost draft capital? Sure. Is it going to cost a lot of money? Sure. But you know what he is. You know what you're getting in that player. You know he has a relationship with Devontae Adams. I think it would be great to see him in Vegas uh, with Devontae and that offense and uh, continue to build up that defense through the draft but there's just so many different directions that the team could go then you always hear from fans they don't want this guy they don't want that guy Jimmy G's name has been brought up a lot but his availability has been questioned even by me it's been questioned like is he going to be available for a handful of games and and then you have the big question mark about Jared Stidham and where what role does he play with the team as we saw him in a very small sample size only two games last year Wrapping it up with Q. So, Q, we just came off a of radio row in, in Phoenix. This is interesting. It's a different type of radio row, which I like. I've only done it once, but I like about it. There's no stupidity. You know, you don't got a bunch of people selling stuff, coming up and down and selling hand cream or selling right. what they're going to do. Not that some of the other stuff isn't important when we talk to vets and other people that we did there, but it's more of a football interview where you're really trying to get to a response that's going to be meaningful and get a nugget or two even though these GMs are very guarded and the coaches are very guarded because no one wants to tip their hand. So where's your mindset as you set up there to do a week of radio on the type of content you want to provide? You know, I just really want to deep dive into every single angle that we can. You know, I think that's what we're responsible for here on Raider Nation Radio 920 is uncover and talk about all the quarterbacks. You know, the thing about being here is the players are going to be available. There's like 300 guys here competing at the Combine this week, so I'm going to try to talk to as many of the prospects as possible and dig into where their mind is at. Where would they like to play? 
what makes them tick. You know, and of course, there's the big names, but there's also the under-the-radar guys. You know, Max Crosby came out of the combine. Hunter mm-hmm. Renfro came out of the combine. Colton Miller. I mean, all these guys all participated in the combine, so you could find really quality players. So I'm just – I love the draft, and I just really like to deep dive into it and really kind of uncover every stone possible. So I'm going to be on my grind, just like we did in Phoenix, just be here in Indy. Well, here's another scoop. I know you'll be with the Raiders. There'll be some good dinners, but you get that bar spot at St. Elmo's with the shrimp cocktail. You get there (laughs) with the shrimp cocktail. You get your first one. It'll be the best you've ever had, which is remarkably true. The best shrimp cocktail I've had in my life has been at St. Elmo's. Get that. Get yourself a beverage and then keep your head on a swivel because every NFL insider coach gm and owner it's the only restaurant they go to and uh you make some relationships there maybe you find some information there you go st elmo's it is i'm there i'm I'm locking it in if you told me about it i'm going to it you know how we get down you will be there with the crew (laughs) thanks q we'll be listening all week thank you for everything appreciate you jt all right that's q as he is setting up there think about this i mean he's the new program director here and he's got us to the super bowl he gets the coverage out there at the combine outstanding job uh, we'll have shows here, I think, coming up over the next couple of weeks. Who do you want? Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, the senior? Or do you want to go with AR and uh, go after the young quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson? Richardson isn't very accurate, but he's a unbelievable running quarterback. Uh, he's got the arm and he can run. And being around this league this long and seeing quarterbacks and Derek for nine years, and Derek made every throw. Every throw you could make, Derek Carr made it 50 times. I know what a quarterback can do that can make every throw. I'd like to see a quarterback in here that can run and run with the sense of urgency and really move the chains that way. What's happening now in the NFL is the ability to move the chains and have the ability to get out, run, to create another first down. Do we all understand that? The ability to move the chains and pick up another first down. If you can get one more first down, it takes more clock and it gives your defense the rest that the Raider defense just hasn't been able to have over the last couple of years. It hasn't been a luxury to give the Raider defense another breather, another opportunity to just sit down, listen to their coaches, look at the jumbo boards, watch the game from the bench. That's it. That's what this team needs. They need guys who can intercept the football, turn the football over, give the offense a short field, and not play as much. And then you wonder why the ranking is so low. And Patrick Graham, this is his big shot. He was the head coach of one of the teams at the Senior Bowl. So that was very important, really important that Patrick Graham had that opportunity because there's a couple of players he was able to see, coach with, and coach against that should give the Raiders an advantage on film study and practice study on a player that could come in and have an impact on defense here. The impact has to happen now because Patrick Mahomes is just beginning the prime of his career. Justin Herbert is just beginning to begin the prime of his career. These guys are going to be really good for a long time. Joe Burrow is going to be great for 10 years. Jared Stidham is not Joe Burrow. Jared Stidham is not Patrick Mahomes. But Jared Stidham showed me some toughness that I liked. Enough to know that there should be a spot with him on this team as the bridge quarterback or not. Breaking news, the Commanders just released Carson Wentz after one season. Two and five in his starts last season. Ten passing touchdowns, nine interceptions. So Carson Wentz, I think, is a hell of an athlete. Big, strong. He helped lead Philadelphia to a Super Bowl that Nick Foles took over the team and won. Carson Wentz is a good player. I think he is. 
Is he great? No, he's not an elite quarterback, but I think he could do a good job. Guys like Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, they're still young, and if they bounce around from team to team and they go from one bad team to another, you're close to playing yourself out of the league. And now maybe Carson Wentz has got to have to be a backup quarterback, and he's too young to be a backup. Carson Wentz, two, three years ago, was a franchise quarterback where everybody thought the world of him in Philadelphia. Then he bounced around. You go to Indy, you go to the Commanders, and now people think he's a throwaway guy. I think he's better than that. Carson Wentz is a very good bridge quarterback. Not for the Raiders, per se, but you can get him in to be your bridge because you drafted Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. It's not bad. He's better than what they have in Houston and a couple of these other teams. And also, that's a Derek Carr proposal. The Washington Commanders are going to make a run at Derek Carr, and Derek Carr would be smart to look at the Commanders as long as that owner sells that team. And there's a lot of shenanigans going on with Daniel Snyder. He put the price too high at six-plus billion, didn't get, a, didn't get an offer at that price. The rest of the world is freaking out because Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Cleveland Browns, just bought the Milwaukee Bucks the largest equity stake for $3.5 billion. No one in Milwaukee wants him. Aaron Rodgers is a minority partner with the Milwaukee Bucks. He owns a piece of that team. And Jimmy Haslam is going to come in there owning the Cleveland Browns and the Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of fans in Milwaukee really upset about this. 702-365-9200. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into more of what went on over the weekend. You know, That's what I want to do here. Also, the voice of the Padres is scheduled to join us. Bobby's been reaching out, and also uh, the producers I work with at night trying to find some content for baseball. This pitch clock story is really big, and the Padres giving $350 million to Manny Machado? Wow. The Padres are big swingers when it comes to money. They're dropping money all over Major League Baseball. We'll touch on that coming up. Monday, coming off the weekend, was it a good weekend in sports? It's all right. There's no football until the combine and free agency. We'll get you through it on Raider Nation Radio. If he is that sensitive that he gets upset that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever, want to talk about him, he is going to struggle in New York. And I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York, if this is going to be his reaction to things that don't matter. When you're doing something that feels odd to normal society, which is going to sit in a cabin in the woods for four days and complete... Uh, century isolation. It's just kind of, we're going to talk about it. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue on this Monday on Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group, our personal injury attorneys here at Raider Nation Radio, at least for me. If you get into an accident, call Alex DeCastaverde, his brother Orlando, their dad, has built one of the greatest legacies in law in all of Nevada history, that's why they treat everyone like family. They run a family law group. And if you get into an accident, give them a call, 702-222-9999. So it's Combine Week as we've been talking about this, kind of waiting to see if there's any nuggets of information from the Raiders. We should get a guest again from the Combine. The Raiders tell me tomorrow 
which I'm looking forward to. But what I want to do on Mondays in the offseason, and believe me, this is the offseason, is talk about what happened over the weekend. Just give you a couple of opinions here on Sports Talk Radio. And I do a show every Sunday night. Sunday night's my favorite show of the week in all the radio shows I do because Sunday I get to go on right after all this stuff goes final and then go on and get a three-hour warm-up for the week ahead. So I always love coming in here Monday off a Sunday night show to kind of see what happened. Maybe there's something you missed. Maybe there's something you saw that you liked that I can bring up here. I'm going to start with the fact that the Knights made a move and made a trade. They bring in a tough player in Barbashev who comes over from St. Louis with the Stanley Cup. Versatile, physical. I love it. I just love a move. You know, you bring in a, a forward that can play on the second, third line, a forward that can score, has a track record of winning, and can help the team. I'm all for that, especially if you're trying to be a team that could win and should win the division, be a high seed in the Western Conference. You need to have players added at the trade deadline that can help. It's like in any sport. There are sellers and buyers. The Golden Knights were buyers. So that's a good sign here, and he might score a goal in the second round of the Western Conference Finals in Game 5 that could be make or break. Love the move. Obviously know the player. Don't know him well, but everything that I saw, everything that I saw, in regards to the coverage of this, means that the Knights added a good player to their roster as it's Stanley Cup or bust, right? All of us who are Knights fans here in Vegas aren't looking for a playoff round. We're looking for the Stanley Cup. So this could help in a lot of ways there. So I wanted to get to the Knights. The Knights are so up and down. You know, the record's really good, but a couple of the losses that we've seen, the Dallas loss, they win one, they lose one, they win three, they get points, which is good if they lose in overtime or in the shootout. They get points. They get a point. They keep that streak going. I'm all for that, but they got to play their best hockey here down the stretch. The other story I want to bring up is the XFL. And I had a bunch of Raider events this weekend, three of them, which I'm really happy that I'm able to work with the team. I hosted a couple of chalk talks with alumni Kirk Morrison, Tim Brown, former L.A. Raider Roy Hart, and Courtney Anderson. Uh, That was yesterday for Caesars Rewards over at the stadium. I was there yesterday, and that was a fun conversation that we have, talking football. And during those segments, we do question and answers, and I get a lot of good questions from Raider fans, and they're getting harder. Actually, usually question and answer for these former players are about their career and who was their favorite teammate and all that. But, man, the questions at this event, at least on Sunday, were pretty aggressive by the people that were there at this fantasy camp about the Raiders' quarterback scenario and what they're going to do to improve the defense. So something we'll be able to talk about here going down the line. But the XFL played at Cashman Field, which is disappointing to me. I'm not a fan of Cashman Field for a lot of reasons. I just think it's an outdated venue. I'm happy that they're able to use it. I'm, fa- I'm you know, fans downtown who live there. It's close to them. But, you know, we've tried, and I mean personally tried, to help in any way I could with the XFL getting in a better venue than that. And I'm an XFL guy over the USFL. So I want the XFL to work. Rod Woodson's a friend of the show. And there's some people behind the scenes here who I'd really like to see do well in that league. The rain was brutal. The wind was brutal. Uh, The Vipers are now 0-2. I I can kind of see the frustration with Rod Woodson because he's one of the top 25 players of all time. Not Not 75 or 100. Rod Woodson is one of the top 25 players to ever play. I really believe that, and he doesn't cuss out his players, and he doesn't get crazy emotional, but that product was tough to watch. In the rain, the rain was hard, the wind was blowing, 
They should have some quarterbacks that can run and pick up some first downs. Their defense seems to be pretty good, but the fans showed up. And the fans who showed up, I guess they said it could hold 9,000 and 7,000 showed up, whatever the number was, if I'm right or wrong there. The ones who stayed there and stayed outside in the rain and the wind, I want to give them credit for doing that. You know, you go to Allegiant Stadium, feels like you're at a resort. The weather's perfect inside. The temperature's great. So if you went to that game and you supported the community in the XFL, hope you had a good time because not a lot of people are used to that anymore. The LPG, excuse me, the uh, the PGA Tour had a winner that we're not familiar with, and I was able to watch the Live Golf for the first time on the CW. So I just accidentally was rolling through the channel guide, and I saw Live Golf, and I said to myself, "Wow, Live! I'm going to turn it on because the PGA was on, and the leaderboard. I didn't recognize anybody on the leaderboard, so I said I'm going to watch Live here for a good half hour or so, and it was pretty good. The only thing that's confusing a little bit about the Live Golf." is the fact that they have teams, and I don't understand the team concept, nor am I rooting for one team to win over another. I just want to see good golf shots. And when I saw Cameron Smith and Phil Mickelson and others hitting good golf shots, and then I switched over to the PGA, and I saw a bunch of guys on the PGA that I didn't recognize or know a lot about, I kind of moved on from it, and I went right back to live golf. So that's on the CW. Then, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Damian Lillard went off for 71 points. That was incredible to see. Absolutely. That was the highlight of the weekend for anybody who watched sports. If you were able to catch Dame Lillard, who's from Oakland, uh, they come through the Raider portal, the Raider fans. He put on a show, and it was fantastic to see Damian Lillard do that. So congratulations to him. As I debated that topic last night on the show, he's chosen to stay in Portland. He could leave Portland. He doesn't have to sign these contract extensions. He could go somewhere else and win. He chooses not to. So Damian Lillard will not win in Portland. He will not. But he'll go down as their greatest player of all time. And Bill Walton won a championship there. Clyde Drexler played there. You go through the greatest players, Maurice Lucas, who played for that franchise. Damian Lillard's going to be number one. But at the expense that he's not going to get a ring. Even Carl Malone left the Utah Jazz at the end of his career to come to the Lakers. John Stockton did not. Charles Barkley, who always kind of bashes on all this player movement, Charles Barkley played for Philadelphia. He played for Phoenix and Houston. And Kevin Durant's jumping to every team that'll look at him and flirt with him. Damian Lillard, not the case there. So for Damian Lillard to be the player, the third player all time with the most 60-point game or more, 60 points or more, he's third on the all-time list behind Kobe and obviously Will Chamberlain, who's running away with that list. That's pretty spectacular to me. Really is spectacular. That was a lot of fun. And as we mentioned earlier, the Lakers beating Dallas, that got my attention because I think the Lakers did a nice job at the All-Star break kind of changing up their team a bit, and they look like a better team. So I think the Lakers can go from the 10 seed, most likely to the 6 seed, 7 seed, And they're going to get into the playoffs, and they're going to have a puncher's chance. A puncher's chance maybe to do something. And speaking of puncher's chances over the weekend, boxing, Jake Paul Fort, Tyson Fury's stepbrother, and lost. I didn't watch it, but I saw the highlights of it. And I'm a big boxing guy. And look, you can put on any exhibition you want. You You can figure out what you like. I like real boxing. I like the history of boxing. I've been to over 100 world championship fights in my career very lucky to do that mostly because i live in vegas 
and was able to do that. And I don't consider a Jake Paul fight boxing. I, I think of it as a YouTube guy who's trying to make a name for himself, and he has. He's super successful. Give him a lot of credit as social media king. And he was able to sell tickets, and there were a lot of celebrities there. But I don't call that real boxing at all. And you might think it's part of the future of boxing. We will agree to disagree. Now, I'll mention it. I'm mentioning it now. But for me, that's not a big deal. And I know it is for a younger audience. And I know the younger audience likes that. Oh, by the way, in regards to that fight, it took place in Saudi Arabia. So to connect that back with Live Golf, everybody's freaking out about the fact that golfers left the PGA Tour to go play in a Saudi-backed league. Well, this fight was in Saudi Arabia. And several members of the Saudi family were there. So you can't have it both ways. We do a tremendous amount of business in Saudi Arabia. Our presidents go there and sit down and meet with their king. Our oil companies are all doing business there. Our airline industries, we sell airplanes to them and all the technology. But we have selective memory and we want to go crazy about the PGA and live. But that fight took place in Saudi Arabia. And I think we need to talk about that a little bit. Also, Brandon Marshall, who's playing basketball at the highest level for Alabama, was not benched, even though it looks like he transported the gun to a murder off campus at Alabama. He had a 41-point game, then played well again. They introduced him to the starting of the game, and his teammates patted him down like they were patting him down looking for a gun. I think their coach is deplorable in Nate Oaks. I think he should resign. He hasn't handled this well. This is a murder connected to a college basketball team. The kid Marshall's a brilliant player, brilliant player, and going to do great things in his life as an NBA player, and nor should he go to jail. But the fact that he was connected to a gun crime and fans were giving him a standing ovation is very alarming to me. And then we found out that Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Cleveland Browns, who I think is a terrible owner, I really do. I don't think he's respected around the league. He's going to buy a portion of the Milwaukee Bucks for $3.5 billion. So the Haslams, who run Cleveland and are not well respected by even the Cleveland fans, are going to run out a lot of Milwaukee fans. There's many Milwaukee fans today that are really upset about this because they think that Giannis and Tatacumpo is going to look at this new ownership and say, I'm out of here. And I think that's going to happen too. So those are some of the topics here. Also, to see Kyle Busch win in Fontana. NASCAR, a big name, 19 years in a row with the win. And what he's been able to do is fascinating. He brings that momentum to Vegas. And I'm out of town this weekend, which I'm sorry to say because I'd be out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And I recommend everybody going out there. I'm sure we're giving away tickets. We normally do here at Lotus Broadcasting. If you haven't been out to NASCAR at the Speedway, this is a big race. Coming off the Daytona 500 to go right into a big race in Fontana, the last one at that track in California, and then we get it into Vegas. We have two races this year, this early race, and then the playoff race. So I highly recommend everybody go out to the raceway and have a good time. Hopefully the weather warms up a bit and everybody can do really good there. So we mentioned the Knights, and the Raiders are out there at the Combine. They're going to do a lot of work. And the Combine's going to be very interesting because of the news earlier today that we led with is that the Bears, according to Adam Schefter, are leaning towards moving the top pick. So the Bears have Justin Fields. That's a big story. They're leaning towards moving the pick. And that is according to Adam Schefter. This is what happens. This is gamesmanship. This is the team that should probably, I like Justin Fields. I'd keep Justin Fields for a couple of years. 
If it was Caleb Williams, I wouldn't give up that pick. But maybe they don't like Bryce Young at number one and they want to bench Justin Fields or trade him. So what does that do for the Raiders? If Chicago is leaning towards trading the number one pick, the Raiders can trade up from seven to one. We know that. The Raiders can trade up to any spot, but most likely the Raiders aren't going to trade up in front of Indianapolis because Indianapolis needs a quarterback. Houston needs a quarterback. But I think this is an interesting storyline because the Raiders are looking for probably one of three quarterbacks. I think four is a reach. And if one of the quarterbacks gets plucked early and then another team comes behind the Raiders to trade up to get a pick and then Indy takes a quarterback, what could the Raiders be left with at number seven if they don't move up? So that's kind of a gossipy storyline that people are talking about here about this number one pick. But I think with a smoke, there's fire. I think the Bears should be smart. They should trade from number one, maybe to number two. And they could trade from number two to number four. The Bears can come out of this with multiple first round picks if they play it right, or at least another first-round pick to go along with their high first-round pick if they move back with the Colts at four, or Houston, and the Bears can really flip their team and not only get a quarterback, but rebuild their defense. Doesn't that sound like the Raiders? Raiders want to rebuild their defense, and the Raiders are in the hunt for a quarterback. We believe that to be. And then the pitch clock in baseball, you know, I almost lost my voice talking about that over the weekend. A lot of people don't even understand what that is, a pitch clock. It's really the big talk of Major League Baseball. They're instituting a pitch clock. The batter has to get in the batter's box, stay in the batter's box. And a minor league, excuse me, a Major League game at spring training was decided 3-3 in the bottom of the ninth between the Mets. Uh, this was a crazy, excuse me, between Boston and Atlanta. Bases loaded, two outs, a pitch clock violation. Game ends. Game ends on a balk and a run scores. A lot of fans didn't see it. But if it happened in the regular season of Major League Baseball or the postseason, I think a lot of people would be really upset by that. All right, we're wrapping up February. We're going into March. March Madness. All of our proud partners that we work with here have a place for you to go watch March Madness from Virgin Hotels to the M Resort to PTs. Sierra Gold, PTs, Sean Patrick. Patrick's the Strat. We're doing a lot of business with them. We appreciate them. Multiple spots there and also Doghouse Saloon at Resorts World. So reach out to me at JT The Brick. A couple of people have already. If you're looking for a place to go watch March Madness, I'll give you my best opinion on who's coming into town, what you're going to do, your price points and all that as we get out of February into the madness of March. And the Raiders' coverage continues from the NFL Combine right here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. This is Raider Nation Radio. LeBron backing Holiday in on the left side, got to the rim, puts it up and in. You know, as they were building their lead, but the big thing we kept stressing was just we can't stop competing, we can't stop defending. Continue to try to hold them to one possession when we can and get it and play fast. Play fast, play downhill. And uh, the guys never got discouraged. You know, they had that look of frustration, but it wasn't a look of uh, defeatedness on their faces. That's Darvin Ham, the head coach of the Lakers. Before that, LeBron and the Lakers. I'm going to talk LeBron and the Lakers a little bit here in the offseason. Why not? A lot of Laker fans in Vegas. JT, back with you, brought to you by Resorts World. Head on out to Doghouse Saloon for entertainment, coming off the concerts, country music, the sports book, 
sports, everything, doghouse and red tail. Proud partners of the show. So I got about 15 minutes today, and I'd like to hear from some Raider fans about the Combine. Q's there. I'm here. Vinny's out there. And we want to know if the Raiders at the Combine want to go quarterback or blank. Quarterback or what? What would you like to see the Raiders do at the Combine after a week there? After this week here, your dream scenario for the Raiders is what? 702-365-9200. Again, Raider fans have been real quiet in the offseason. We're not doing T-shirt radio. We're not doing depth chart radio. We're doing star radio. Aaron Rodgers, Will Levis, Richardson, Jimmy Garoppolo. As I said, big boy radio. Who do you want to fix the franchise? Because quite frankly, a lot of people come to me more than the other shows and blank and moan that they're not happy during the year. I guess they think I've been here the longest. I do the pre and post. I interview the coach, and they take it out on me. So this is the time of year where if you're going you're gonna to dig down and have an opinion, it better be now. Because you're going to come after me in the regular season if something like today doesn't happen where we're not talking about the quarterback, we're thinking about the veteran, we should be thinking about the rookie, we should be all defense, JT, all defense with every pick. I did this all weekend. All right, I heard from fans, and I looked them in the eye. I like looking fans in the eye. What do you think? What do you think? What do you want to do? So I like to do that, too, on the radio. 702-365-9200. Ian Rappaport reported Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, another top quarterback, will throw. In India at the scouting combine, sources said he joined C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson as the top passers to do so, while Bryce Young is going to wait for his pro day. Well, why would Bryce Young wait for his pro day? There's no upside in him throwing in Indy. If he has a bad day throwing at the combine, then he has to throw at his pro day and convince everybody that he had a bad day and then he had a good day. By not throwing at the combine, he gets everybody to come to his pro day at Alabama in a controlled environment with his star receivers running the routes. That's exactly why he's doing that. Many other quarterbacks have done that. The other quarterbacks should throw because they want to jump Bryce Young. They want to go ahead of Bryce Young. Also, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud will throw. Uh, That was reported today. I think that is very important. And Georgia's defensive lineman, Jalen Carter, the best player maybe in the entire draft, will do interviews and is physical in Indy. His workout is going to be at the Georgia Pro Day. So that's what he's going to do. A lot of guys are saying, I'm not going to, I'll go on the interviews. I'll show up at the combine. I'll let you sit down with me and talk to me. But I'm not going to work out in front of you. I'm going to take you back to my building. You're going to come to our facility at Georgia or Florida Alabama, and they're more comfortable there. And these players have the leverage to do it. So the Raiders' priority at the combine, not the draft, what you want to see done here, what you hope to hear from the head coach and the GM this week. Thor, Raider Nation Drinking Club checking in. Thor, I heard you went to the XFL. What'd you think? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. Um, Cashman Field was a dump. Um <laughs> But I definitely would go back, um, and I might go back to the next home mm-hmm. game. Um, just to just, I mean, I love to go to sporting events, and it was really cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets at the forty yard line. I got a ticket for like twenty four dollars, so <laughs> you can't really beat that, right? I mean, you're looking at Rod Woodson, like you said, mm-hmm. one of the greatest of all time. He's right there in front of you. You know, I mean, obviously he's not playing his coach, but you're looking at players who, you know, aren't quite NFL talent, but maybe one or two might eventually. 
Um, so the, the the weather really sucked. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, I mean, it, it really sucked. <laughs> but, you know, I mean. I hey, mean, Thor. Hey, Thor, Raider hold on a second. Hey, hey, Thor, yeah. hold on. You haven't been to a cold weather rainy Raider game in quite some time since Oakland. So you're sitting in the lap of luxury with your great seats at Allegiant Stadium. So it was probably pretty cool out there to have the hoodie and the, the rain gear oh, and yeah. the hat on and feel some wind and some rain in your face, right? Oh, big time. I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I, I miss that. To me, mm-hmm. one of my greatest Raider games ever was the Derek Carr 0-10 rookie year again sure. you know, on Thursday night football in the monsoon. I love it. I want football weather. So I felt like I got to experience football weather again a little bit. You know, I mean, eh, not as prepared as you normally were for it, but we're men. We'll get through it. It's game you know football right. game and you're drinking beer so it's not the end of the world okay uh, a... but but i had a fun time out there even though the, the stadium yeah. needs a lot of help i wish they got a better venue yeah uh, appreciate it thor yeah. that, that's There's it that's what we're out there uh, thank you. Thanks for the call. Black Hole guy going. Uh, Cisco told me the Black Hole went out there and supported the Vipers, which is nice. And I hope to go to some of the games coming up here. I was uh, I had some Raider work to do there, and I would have liked to have gone, but the weather. And again, Cashman Field. If you don't have a state-of-the-art facility in Vegas, people are not going to go to your games. They're just not. So UNLV football plays at Allegiant Stadium. It hasn't helped them much. Look at this. Hopefully the coach... And hopefully they turn it around. Cashman Field, not ideal place anymore. And we got AAA baseball right across the street from my house here at the Las Vegas ballpark. The jewel of all of baseball blows away anything, uh, blows away a lot of major league places. But you know, the XFL tried to park this league in another location than Cashman Field that was very complex because the Las Vegas ballpark with Don Logan and they accommodate everything. They're great people. Jim Gemma, Don Logan, they're amazing at the Las Vegas ballpark, but they have spring training. They have games coming up. They have big league weekend. So I get that in Cashman Field, and it's not big enough product to play in Allegiant Stadium. And a lot of people don't want to go to the Silver Bowl anymore. You know, 10 years ago, people would go out to the Silver Bowl, and when I was the voice of the XFL, we had massive crowds, massive crowds in the one and only run of Rod Smart, He Hate Me, when I was doing those games with Napoleon McCallum. Place was packed for a couple of those games, but it's a different time. And it's going to be a tough drawer, but I would expect, I would hope that everyone would help out Rod Woodson and go out and support a game or two. Raider Jay in the Bay Area on the Raiders mobile app. What's going on, Jay? What's happening? Long time no talk, brother. How's it going? Couldn't be better. Thank you. All right. Hey, man. Um, so my dream scenario would be quarterback. I was all in on the Tom Brady thing, and I talked to my dad, you know, lifetime Raider fan. I've been a fan for 50 years of my life, and you know, I was all, he's all, no, forget a tuck rule. Well, I go, we got Ziggler, we got McDaniels, let's bring the family all back together. I mean, I'm over. I just want to win. You know, it's been uh, 20 years since we've been to the Super Bowl, so that's not going to happen. So my next pick would be either Lamar or Rodgers. And, you know, Rodgers, you know, Cal Berkeley, I'm from the Bay Area. I've seen him play. I've seen Rodgers. This dude, <laughs> he was on the fifth-yard line on his knees throwing the ball through the uprights i go this guy's gonna be good i didn't know he'd be this good four-time mvp let's just make it happen i mean i would prefer to keep car for less money because roger's gonna take a big chunk and we need to fix that defense jt you know we've been we've had with defense look at car's career you know i'm not i wish him the best man Mm -hmm. and i think the best place for him to go i thought would be the saints but if he goes to the jets man he doesn't play good in cold weather 
he should stay out of the AFC where Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, and he needs to go over there to the NFC South. He should go to Carolina. That's what I would do if I was yeah. car. But, yeah, you know, and so in Lamar Jackson, you know, running quarterbacks to me, they don't last. I remember me and my dad were talking about Kaepernick. My dad's like, this guy's a flash of pan. I go, I don't know. You see him run all over the Packers in the playoffs. Well, guess what? We made him look like a deer in the headlights in Oakland, and I was at that game, and it was great. So let's just get Rodgers. I mean, I'm guaranteeing you playoffs if we get Rodgers. Even if our defense is subpar, we'll still be in the playoffs just because he's that good. Yeah, so, thanks yeah, for man. the call. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, Rodgers gives you a better football team instantly. Rodgers, I don't know if it gives you a Super Bowl contending team. It gives you a playoff contending team. And I think the Raiders would like to get to the playoffs the year that the Super Bowl's at Allegiant Stadium. So Rodgers gives you the best chance to do that. Nothing will give the Raiders a better chance of getting to the playoffs this year or next year than Aaron Rodgers. Nothing. Maybe just Lamar Jackson, but you'd have to give up two first-round picks for that. But remember, would you give up if they franchise tagged him two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson? you got to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. So would you give up another one and get a 26-year-old instead of a 39-year-old? These are all important parts. And the running quarterback, running quarterbacks work in this league. You want a combination of a pocket passer who can run effectively. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's Josh Allen. Joe Burrow isn't as mobile, but he can run if he needs to. Justin Herbert's probably the best. The prototype quarterback in the NFL now is Justin Herbert, who has the big arm, can make every throw, and can run. If we went back into the hot tub time machine today, I would take Justin Herbert over Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's really good. And he's playing in a lot of games, and he's making the playoffs every year. And Buffalo's roster is really good. The Chargers roster is overhyped. But Justin Herbert, man, I can't believe Justin Herbert blew a 27 nothing lead. Shocked by that. Maybe that's a chink in the armor and going to stay with him a little bit longer. I don't know. But I've seen him play live a few times, and Justin Herbert's been the most impressive quarterback I've seen live in a decade since Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is at another level because he's a Super Bowl champ. Twice he's an MVP. He's done it all. Justin Herbert hasn't won a playoff game. And this regime was not going to bring back Derek Carr, even at a cheaper price. They evaluated Derek. Their evaluation led to them moving on from Derek Carr. That's it. Don't have to take it personal. Many people are taking it personal. Many people can't understand it. I just explained it to you perfectly. This regime looked at Derek Carr. They gave him an extension. They had an out clause. Derek had the ability to have a no trade clause, which was his leverage. And both of them parted ways. He was not going to be the answer for this regime. And he was the answer for other regimes and never won a playoff game. If Derek won two or three playoff games in the last two or three years, which was conceivable, Derek would still be here. And for those who claim he didn't have a great offensive line, there's plenty of other quarterbacks that make the playoffs that don't have great offensive lines. But Derek, it was the perfect storm. He didn't have a great offensive line. He didn't have a great defense, injuries and all that. And there are other quarterbacks who have dealt with that in NFL history and found ways to win more games. So they all parted. It seems like it's cordial. And maybe something comes out of these combine interviews here over the next couple of days. So Q told us earlier in the show that Josh McDaniels will speak tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific. So I'll set my alarm. I am not up at 7 a.m. working at night. I'll set it up at that point, and I'll listen, and we'll have some of that live content for you. We'll cut it up and play it, and possibly the head coach will join us tomorrow as they're telling us, or maybe the GM, and we'll be able to do that. I got Harry sitting in for me in the middle of the week. 
I'm taking another trip to Florida to see family. This is the only time I can do it, and I'm doing it big because my in-laws and my parents are all in their 80s. I'm happy that they're all here with us, all four of them, and uh, I got to go see them. And I got to go see him for obvious reasons. So Harry will jump in for a few days. We'll have some Raider programming coming up. But the combine coverage here for the Silver and Black is going to be pretty impressive. Go to Raiders.com. Oh, that's a good update. Raiders.com just posted our Fred Bolitnikoff birthday special. So Bobby cut it up and sent it over to them. So right on the cover of Raiders.com in the mobile app, Fred Bolitnikoff's 80th birthday celebration JT talks with Raiders legends and Hall of Famers to celebrate the birthday of Fred Bolitnikoff. Really appreciate them doing that. That is up on the mobile app, and that's at Raiders.com. Please do me a favor and retweet that. Uh, Send it out throughout the Raider Nation, and we'd we'd greatly appreciate that. Greatly appreciate that. You can catch me tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. on Sirius XM, 82 Mad Dog Sports Radio. Tomorrow, Ben Brown will join us. From Pro Football Focus, he'll come in. Also, we should be talking live to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Chris Powell's going to check in. And we're working on some other guests. Hopefully someone from the Combine from the Raiders. Have a great day, everybody. Q is there in Indianapolis. He's going to have great shows all week long because he grinded it out to get there. He's going to make sure he's got more content that he can handle. Have a great rest of the day. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the flagship of the Silver and Black. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio. Good to go? All right, travel safely home.